0: Circuit Cast with your host, Mark Hembury. Kia ora Koto, listeners. Welcome to Circuit Cast. We're in Auckland, this podcast, talking to performance and video artist John Vayer about his practice, his work, and we're here at AUT. Kia ora. Hi, welcome. Your work that I've seen the number of video works that I've seen they've all been concerned in some way with the Pacific labourer and I guess they're they're part of the way they're valued as part of the New Zealand economy. I was interested first off in asking you why why that is the subject you consider with your art.
1: I grew up in that environment. My father was a labourer and so I experienced that perspective through him when I was a kid I would tag along to his, to his job. What and sort of jobs was he doing? It was more container ships, and unloading those containers, and fishery, working for Fletcher Fisheries, in the eighties and nineties. So I tagged along with him and worked on the docks. Is
0: your father retired now? He's
1: he's passed away. Uh huh. Um, so um, he passed away about six years ago.
0: So I guess I was kind of interested to, for the, the Pacific labor, particularly whether... The society has changed or the culture has changed for the better or the stronger in terms of the way people are treated or the way their work is valued or whether really we're just dealing with the same issues that your father dealt with.
1: It's the same, but now it's it's oblivious to everyone else. It's become the norm and it's not actually highlighted. That's the reason why I've started working in that area. I just wanted to highlight their stories. The majority of the stories that have been collected is through kind of where I'm from, my environment.
0: Well, let's talk about that process. You talk about Collected. How is your work created?
1: It starts off with random conversations, and it's through talanaua, the process of talanaua.
0: Can you explain what the concept of talanaua is for those who don't know?
1: Uh, talanaua is, uh, in my approach, is through, it's a Pacific, a universal Pacific term, and it's basically conversations, and it's a one-on-one conversation through you know, face-to-face conversations. In my approach, it's through trading of words and a personal note and also a trading with an extension of Talanoa trading with actions or materials. So it's beyond words. So when you
0: call it trading, what is it that you as the artist offer the person whose stories, in a sense, are informing your work? So it's clear to see what they're giving you. What are you giving them?
1: I give them a platform to express, I guess, direct myself. With. It's like I'm an avenue for them to, to express their stories Right their yeah. conversations. Yeah. And so it's more like them directing myself to do something or to make a work about it.
0: Maybe we could talk about an example. I know you were in the Hawke's Bay with an exhibition at the Hastings Gallery late last year, I think. That involved Helenora and collecting stories. Maybe you could talk about a work that was created there.
1: In Napier. I went for two-week research, and it started off with MTG Hawke's Bay appointing people to see.
0: That's the gallery? Yeah.
1: And so it started off controlled, and that approach was really difficult in terms of gathering information about migrant workers because it was all all set up. It was like they came with an agenda. And so the first week... Of research was all about that and as the second week came along I decided to just scrap everything and just take public transportation at bus stops and taxi drivers and those conversations started off organically and and more real and those are the people that would talk about their community more.
0: And what was the work that came out of that?
1: It was the parking meters in Napier they have these old school parking meters they used to have Oh, the ones on sticks. Yeah, yep. the ones on sticks. You put coins in then you turn it, yep. and it's a time. So they still have those napier. I looked at those parking meters and reflected or um, referenced them as if it was the bodies of a migrant workers, worker. So, uh, and so putting those coins in and, and you occupy that space for a moment. Uh, reflecting the the migrant workers, you pay them these wages and they occupy these spaces or those orchard spaces just for a moment and then they leave.
0: How did you portray that? Were you using video or sculpture? I, I or?
1: used the actual parking meters. Um, wow. I asked council if I could borrow parking meters so I can use them into the space. I altered the text on the parking meters right, and referenced the text or the same text as the migrant workers if they were advertised to to work in these spaces. Cool.
0: The last work I saw of yours was a while ago, it was late 2014 at Art Space here in Auckland, which was a work in which you for five weeks lived under the poverty line, a five channel video work, five different images from I presume each of those five weeks of you lifting this 40 kg rock. Where was that work inspired
1: from? It started off in 2008, responding to the global economic crisis. During that year, playing footy with some friends, after footy training, one of my friends approached me and said he just got made redundant. And so we had conversations about the process about it. And he was just told that he was going to be let go. Yeah. And so I decided to make work in response to that. So I tagged along to his last week of work, of mahi, and just experienced the process of, of working.
0: What was the work that he was doing? It was
1: rock, rock wall. Because I was wondering yeah.
0: why, why you lifted a rock. Yeah. Yeah. So he,
1: they, he constructed rock walls, especially in the, um, the high-class areas, like Rimara and Newmarket. Yeah, you and, don't see rock yeah. walls out in Altara. No, no. <laughs> I tagged along with him at his job for the last week and started research about his labour, the way they work, and I was interested in, in how um, they become hypnotised in the mahi or in the work. And so I wanted to show that aspect through the work.
0: What I didn't say was that you, in each of those five videos, you hold the rock above your head for 25 minutes. Is that right?
1: I I hold it for about, yeah, 25 minutes. reason is because the camera couldn't go that long. (laughs) (laughs) But in terms of spectatorship, I wanted the spectators to feel or to almost become hypnotized through the actions.
0: And for you, was the kind of poverty line then about your mate and the fact that he was going to be five weeks out of work? Or? The poverty
1: line was an update of the new version of the work. Again, talking to different labourers, at this time from Gujarat, India, and talking about their lifestyle and adapting to New Zealand and living in New Zealand conditions and under their low wages. They were living off. Almost the same expense with the poverty line. Right,
0: right. Of course, there's been a long history in New Zealand of of, of migrant workers, I think back to the Chinese in the 19th century and the gold rush, through, of course, to the big Pacific Island migration of the 60s and 70s. Is that something you're interested in, that history?
1: I've always been um, interested in it. I, I grew up in it, and so I've always looked at how people, especially migrants, adapt to hegemonic spaces. I've looked at all their processes and approaches and barriers they face, and I'm always interested in, in how they face it or how do they adapt to it.
0: i was interested with your work how your work is, ends up being seen by people outside the art world, like your family, your friends, your community. You know where the work might seem kind of clownish or you know mm. that it's not trivial or it's doing something crazy. I mean, yeah. wh-
1: who is your work for? At first. In particular with with people I know, at first they find it humorous, and then during the course of them experiencing the work, they start to be affected by it and so majority of my works, in terms of the first contact with spectatorship, it begins i guess humorous, and part of my strategy is to invite them to engage with the work yes. so sort of this a mouserap aspect of all this law or debate that we were yeah. talking about before comes into play and they start to engage with the work after they've been invited inside.
0: That's something I really like about it. I mean obviously this is very long tradition of performance art being about endurance and but as part of that comes with pain yeah. and the suffering I'm going through as an artist whereas your work does have this kind of humour to it, you know, like that thing of building the wall with breeze blocks, mm. the sort of futility of that is obviously, there's a, there is a clownish humanity, but humour about that, which is cool. I know the title references it to the tsunami of 2009, I think, in the Pacific. You're building this wall out of breeze blocks or cinder blocks on the west coast of the North Island here and in the waves. And I was really interested as to why you chose the west coast, given that we're talking about the Pacific. And you obviously very deliberately chose... The other side, the Tasman.
1: Piha uh, demands mana. Ah. Um, and obviously it's taken lives as well. Mm. So I've looked at it in terms of spiritual and, and the death toll as well. I, I wanted to reflect the same kind of impact it has, but not so much with the tsunami that happened in the South Pacific, and especially in Samoa. So I wanted that same feeling when you think about lives being taken. And I guess Piha had that same impression.
0: Mm, because it strikes me that the, one of the reasons that work was actually really successful was almost because of the tension of that strange context. It kind of yep. made the work work, that in a way, if it was on the more benign East coast, it wouldn't have.
1: No. Mm. Um yeah, <laughs> Obser-
0: observation rather yeah. than question. Why Why are you in, your, in the work most of the time? It's, it's always you in the work, is it?
1: It's more done with the conversations begin. That's the only involvement in terms of the work with storytellers or the people that tell the, the stories is they would rather just explain to you and, and not be involved in the work. So the work becomes quite personal because you're responding to them. so they'd rather have (laughs) have someone else or they'd rather be anonymous.
0: Right, and Um, you're not an actor and you're the person who was given the story.
1: Yeah, and so I I act the story, All (laughs) I relay it through the actions that I've experienced through their stories and I get an understanding of them and that's how I get these actions is through... Just listening, experiencing their process that's involved in the... Mm. the
0: So in the case of that work, the Breeze Block work responding to the tsunami, was that based on somebody's story or...?
1: That work was based on just seeing... It was a conversation I had with a friend of mine. He's a footy player. Uh, He made this montage of the disaster that happened in Samoa. And so I was over there in Lalomanu collecting... Or just experiencing the aftermath of the disaster and just watching people constructing or trying to put pieces back together. That's where the process or that's where the action came from. John, finally, I was interested, why
0: art? You don't paint, as far as I can see, and if you were trying to make effect with the work in terms of making migrant workers more visible, you could have become a journalist. Why be an artist? Why make the work that you do?
1: I guess it's a more... Honorable approach in terms of journalism. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting. Why is it more honorable? Why, why do you think that? <laughs> it's, less, it's, it's not so much, uh, I guess, for the story. It's highlighting these, you know, these invisible stories or invisible people that are in our, our minds, but it's become every day, so they disappeared the, and is part of the furniture. So I. <gasps>
0: Yeah, that, yeah, that's really interesting, because if you think about the role of the artist over history, that they are a kind of a journalist, but what they do is they take the quite specific stories, and, yeah. and rather than the way our media is very based around celebrity and identity, they, they, they take them and make the sort of mm. bigger, more resonant, symbolic work, yeah. which in a sense is what you do. So
1: that's when you know, a story within a story comes into play, and it's obviously stories that you hear with, within a community. It doesn't become highlighted until you become part of the community or research within the inside of a society.
0: One wonderful discussion. Thanks for joining us today, John. Thanks for having us here at AUT. Thanks for having me. Kia